Hi, I'm Katrina Ingram. Welcome to Back to School Again, the show for midlife learners recorded at the Norquest College Innovation Studio. We talk with midlife learners about their educational journey, sharing their stories about how they are balancing the demands of school, work, and family, and where they hope their educational pursuits will take them. I'm pleased to welcome Leanne Miller to the podcast today. Leanne is a self-described former partying waitress who is now a graduate of McEwen University's public relations program and an award-winning business communicator. During her educational journey, she also took on this other little project as well, motherhood. Leanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Let's go back to your partying waitress days. It sounds like you had a great time in your 20s, but then in your early 30s, you made a decision to apply to university What made you decide to apply? Truthfully, I applied because I didn't think I was going to get accepted. So with that, um, I thought I was going to be able to go back to my friends and family and say, I applied, didn't get accepted, pass me another beer. In turn, I got an acceptance letter and that started my academic journey. And how did that feel to get accepted? Why did you think, first of all, why did you think you weren't going to get accepted? Uh, firstly, I didn't really try in high school and I didn't get a diploma. And secondly, I didn't have any, um, experience in post-academic, like post-academia. So for me, it was, uh, I I just, I thought everybody else was going to beat me in the race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that you said to me that you thought university was for everyone else, but you didn't think it was for you. What, um, what was it that led you to that thought? When I was growing up, there was always the question of what do you want to do when you grow up? And I never really had the answer and I felt obligated to to respond, but didn't really have any futuristic career goals in my mind. So once I decided what I was going to take, I sat down um, with at McEwen with their program list and read through every single one until I got to the letter P and I was like, ooh, public relations. That sounds interesting. <laughs> So I chose public relations, applied, and uh, started the journey from there. That's so interesting. And I, I think we, we put a lot of pressure on young people, right, to figure it out, like to have that thing that you want to become. And, and so many of us, I'm one of those people as well, like we just don't know, right? Yeah. It's true. It's, there's a lot of pressure. And I, feel, I felt like a kid at 18. Like I wasn't really sure where I was going to be. I was moving out of my house just to go into school felt really foreign and unfamiliar and also very intimidating. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So so there you are. You're you're 33 at this point. You get accepted to university and you're interested in PR, but I understand before you could get to the PR program itself, there were quite a few other courses that you needed to take in order to meet all those prerequisites, 30 uh, credits, which is actually quite a lot. Um, so tell us about that. What courses did you did you wind up taking to meet those 30 credits? It's more of a case of what didn't I take. <laughs> um, I, t- I dabbled in philosophy, anthropology, psychology, sociology, art history. And throughout my academic journey, I sort of had a bit of retrospective regret that I didn't tailor those courses more to communications until just recently when I noticed that I had kept referring to all of these classes that I had taken and, and the lessons within them more than once through various conversations. So now I feel like I'm so much more well-rounded as a person because I have those experiences in all of those different sort of fields. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, in fact, I think, because um, I've uh, studied communications as well. In fact, I'm studying communications right now. And what I find is um, that interdisciplinary nature of communications, it really sets you up for, for success. And it sounds like you got that just as a, a result of taking all of these different types of courses. I feel that's true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and was there a, a favorite uh, subject area that you really loved, something that stood out for you? Hmm. Well, upon starting post-secondary, I was in love. I was sold. I loved almost everything about it. The classrooms, the instructors, writing notes, becoming greater. But if I had to choose or I would die, I would say probably art history in the general studies program and integrated marketing communications in the PR program. Why? Art history is super fascinating. Uh, I loved learning about that side of history that high school didn't really touch upon and integrated marketing because it was an amazing learning curve um, to think about all the components that go into a Marcom plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a marketer too, and I, I agree with you. I think it's it's one of those courses that's really interesting, but also really, really useful. And um, you can already see how you might apply that in a, in a work situation, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us, let's dig into the PR program. Uh, tell us about how long the program was, what exactly you studied, who were the other people in your classes, that sort of thing. Well, the PR program was a life changer for me personally. Everything about it was incredible. I felt that they really narrowed down all the components that were essential to being a public relations practitioner or a communicator in general. Um, the classes and content were relevating and super fascinating. The instructors were amazing. They were lively, engaging. I, I felt they really cared about helping us become better. And the hardest part of the program was having to pay for the practicum at the end. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you get to your end goal, you, you're almost there, and they're like, actually, that's $926. And you're like, Perfect. Thanks for smiting the smiter. So needless to say, um, that was the hardest part for me, but... It did give me relevant experience going forward in getting a job and yeah. applying those things. Yeah, and we, um, we're we going to talk about your practicum. In fact, since you bring it up, why don't we just uh, jump right in and talk about that a little bit. So I know that you uh, did some work with a startup called Shout My Problem. Uh, tell us a bit about that company. What did they do and what did you do during your practicum? Show My Problem is a B2B service that connects municipalities, private business, and nonprofit organizations to solution providers globally. It's sort of like matchmaking for business. So if an organization has a problem, they can shout it to the world via the website. In turn, solution providers can read through the posted problems and offer solutions to that or the specific organizations. And what did I do? I created a very various campaigns and lists for them, media lists, all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> I contacted specific organizations to set up meetings and gain partnerships. I wrote drafts of news releases, e-newsletter e- e- campaigns, a communication plan, and I played social media for them. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. And sounds like a really interesting concept um, in terms of a business itself. Um, And actually, I'm just kind of jumping back to your PR program itself. I do want to talk a bit about social media because I remember studying marketing and PR back in the days when we had hard copy press kits. And sometimes we even used this thing called a fax machine to send stuff out. Um, (laughs) It seems so ancient talking about it now. Um, but now it's all about, you know, social media, digital media. So tell me about your thoughts on social media and its role in public relations these days. Well, to be 
candid. I feel like social media is like super busy. Everybody's trying to put out these messages, but I'm curious if anybody's ever reading them or seeing them. Um, Are they getting lost amidst all the other messages? I feel some initiatives work better than others and on various platforms. And I think social media plays a prominent role in PR when trying to reach certain groups, I suppose. Mm, I don't know. Jury's still out on if I believe in it wholeheartedly. I do believe it has a role of igniting two-way communication between an organization and some of its stakeholders. So in this sense, I think it's relevant and effective. But I feel like it's still kind of messy and things can easily get lost amongst specific platforms. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, it's almost too easy to send a message out these days. And so everybody is sending out lots of messages and competing with everyone else. And so... You're uh, you're kind of jumping into this uh, this jungle of messages that uh, you're trying to get noticed in, and it, it's really hard. It's hard. Yeah, it really is hard. And I learned that through Shout My Problem, and trying to gain traction and a following with that was, I put all these messages, but I mean, if nobody was logged on right at that moment, the message was gone into oblivion, and then there was like 400 other messages replacing that message I put out there. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Now, this educational journey that you went on, this was a kind of a long journey. It was five years total. And mm-hmm. during that time, you were also pregnant and a new mom, I understand. And now you have two toddlers. <laughs> and man, that just sounds really daunting. How did you manage all of that and go to school? Well, Katrina, I took my time. I mostly took night classes and studied on the weekends. I only took one or two classes per term. And I maintained the faith within myself that I would eventually get there. And also parenting is one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. So I was overjoyed to stay home with my babies, um, but also to have the ability to study at the same time. Yeah, and good for you for for sticking with it. Um, I'm kind of wondering if there were other uh, new moms or dads in your program that you met at McEwen. Um, I'm just curious if you were able to find other people who could relate to some of the unique challenges that you might have been experiencing as a new parent. There were new moms, pregnant moms, working moms, lots of mamas, but also lots of men, lots of single women. There were all sorts of people. Uh, Quite truthfully, I believe an experience is only as horrible or as amazing as you make it. I didn't look at school or parenting, for that matter, as an arduous long road. It was great because I made it great. My husband made it great, and of course, my little babies made it great. There were obviously times that were challenging. However, we loved and laughed through it all. That's wonderful. Thank you. And that's, you know, one of the things I I talk to people about a lot is work-life balance, because I know going back in midlife, you've got, you know, you've got life, right? (laughs) You've got a lot more life than you do in your 20s to manage. Um, And so, you know, one of the things that I've heard is it helps to have the right partner. And I'm just wondering, what did your partner think about your educational journey? And and what role did he play in all of this? I get goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, My husband, Stephen, is a -a one-of-a-kind trooper. He was the wave I rode on through everything. I loved falling in love with him. I loved making a family with him. And in fact, Stephen just went back to high school and finished this month. So there was a time where we were both attending... Um, yeah, I guess post-secondary, um, although his was high school yeah, at McEwen. Um, him in the morning, me at night. Oh, that's uh, one. Okay, we got to talk about that. So he went back. Now, did you, was your journey um, inspired by his journey or his journey inspired by yours? Or um, Stephen was a drywall taper. Mm-hmm. And I think he, like, he just got real sick of it real fast. Mm. So in turn, he, he said, I, I'm done. I want to quit. And I said, you should just quit then. And so he started... um, going back to school, not really with a futuristic goal in mind, so to speak, but if when he was ready to make a career decision, he was prepared without having to um, go through some of the setbacks or roadblocks 
of not having some of the pertinent classes that yeah. he might have needed. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, that, it's always a good thing to kind of be prepared for whatever that next step is going to be. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just think it's beautiful that you're both able to kind of inspire each other on that educational journey. That's Thank really you. cool. Yeah, very really cool. cool. Um, so were there any times, though, when you felt like you wanted to pack it in? I mean, five years is a really long time. You've got a lot of life going on with little ones. I'm sure there were, were times where maybe you hit the wall and thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Can you tell us about one of those times? Um, primarily it was when I was PMSing, truthfully. Um, I <laughs> felt overwhelmed and I felt like I couldn't go on. And then three days later, I was right back in the game. Uh, and another time was at the beginning of my pregnancy with Tula. Uh, other than that, no, I live in Canada. I have food in my fridge. I have a beautiful family. I feel grateful a hundred times a day for the opportunities that I have. And although I worked very hard for them, they were available. Mm -hmm. Then that makes me feel really lucky and fortunate. Yeah, yeah. No, you're so right. We are. We have so many things to be fortunate for. Yeah. Um, now, you also shared your GPA with me, and you are an A student. Correct. Um, so that person who didn't think university was for her, she obviously changed a whole lot. Um, what did you learn about yourself through that whole journey? I learned there's nothing I can't handle. Bring it, I'll rock it. Also, I learned that hard lessons aren't really hard at all if you think of them as opportunities to become greater. I don't really believe in the poor me syndrome, which helps me get through some of the so-called dark valleys. Uh, I want to be the best example for Nouveau and Tula and to Stephen, for that matter. They're my life, and I want to ignite great change so that we can all feel proud. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And during your educational journey in public relations, you also won a couple of awards from the International Association of Business Communicators, or IABC. And, and that's a real honor. That's a really prestigious organization. So tell us about those award-winning projects. Okay. Well, it was truly an honor. Um, one submission... I was work I did with a group for the Red Deer Fish and Game Association. And this was an integrated marketing communications plan that included a bit of a refresh on the overall brand, as well as some public relations, radio ads, and a promotional video. The next plan uh, I created myself. Winning this one really confirmed to me that I chose the right profession. I created a, an internal communications plan for Capital Care Foundation's uh, volunteer group. Mm -hmm. And it was a great honor to learn about this organization and all they do for the people with dementia-related illnesses. And uh, again, I felt really honored when they announced the title of my plan, which was Volunteer Engagement Secures Resources. And my heart stopped beating and they said no speeches. So instead I grabbed um, the CEO for Calder Payman and gave her a big hug and got pictures of that. It was amazing. Amazing. That's totally so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so did your plans actually wind up getting implemented or what, what happens as a result of all of this? Well, being a student and submitting plans, you don't really know. So mm -hmm. I believe that with the Red Deer Fishing Game Association, they took the top two plans and probably integrated some of the components that they felt within their power to implement. And with Capital Care Foundation, I believe they did implement some of the, the components in my plan because I know now they do... Um, a volunteer newsletter, and that was one of the suggestions that I had made for them. So yeah, yeah. it's so uh, it's so nice when you can see your work actually being implemented. There's something so rewarding about that. There really is. That's great. Now you're also facing a, another uh, exciting milestone this year. <laughs> you're turning forty, and I love what you said about your life. You said your twenties were all about warming up the engine. You hit first gear in your thirties, <laughs> and now you're ready to shift into second. 
And you've got this great new job with the Métis Nation of Alberta. So tell us about your new career. Oh, this is a huge deal for me. Um, in a time of reconciliation and recognition for Indigenous groups, I get to be a, a small part of that hopefully big change. Uh, the Métis people and their culture are truly extraordinary, and their tale of both trial and triumph is fascinating. I'm happy to start my career evoking change at such an important time in history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. So Corey and I, Corey is my technical producer here on the podcast. We took a little tour today of the Indigenous uh, Student Services Centre here at Norquest. And it's it fascinates me uh, just how much, how little I know about Indigenous culture, yes. and how much there is to learn and just how much uh, we can grow as a result of, of learning more. So, I mean, I'm kind of curious about what, what's been your experience um, working uh, at the Métis Centre, and, and, and I guess even just learning about Indigenous culture in general. I'm learning so much. Uh, I work with a great team who um, really integrate some of the traditional knowledge of the past into some of our focuses for the future. Uh, I'm learning also what it means to be Métis specifically and what um, some of the values that they hold dear to their themselves and, and to their culture. And I, I'm fascinated by it, like the harvesting and what that means and, and sustaining herds, for example, mm. is such a, a cool piece of it. And the fiddling and the jigging and there's just so many components that make it such a unique, beautiful culture. Yeah. Very interesting. And you're responsible for um, all of the public relations work or? No, part of it. Okay. (laughs) The team is growing. It's a big job (laughs) and an intimidating one as well, especially when you're trying to be effective and evoke change. But uh, no, there's there's seven, eight of us. There's eight of us in the group. And every day we, we are faced with new projects and challenges and just trying to overcome some of the hurdles that come with uh, breaking through on social media, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Now, in terms of uh, the most challenging thing for you, going back to school later in life, can you share a little bit about what that challenge was? I think my biggest challenge was not doing it earlier, quite truthfully. Um, but with that, I feel like I wouldn't be the person I am today if I had done it any other way. I'm really happy with the way everything unfolded as it did and as it, I believe, as it should have. Right, Mm -hmm. right. What do you think might have been different if you had gone uh, to school earlier, like in your 20s, for example? I'm not sure I would have even cared as much. Like I traveled a lot in my 20s and that really helped define me as a person and as as a confident person who thinks outside of the box, where maybe before that I wasn't like that. I, I, I feel like I was just part of the, the group going forward as a as a whole, the masses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And now I feel that I'm, I, I think outside the box and I'm more c- confident to approach situations through a different lens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. That was something that I, I felt was really different um, this time around is not, you know, when you're 20 something, you don't necessarily have that level of confidence. So it's it's a different experience when when you're grown up. It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what's been the best part of this journey so far? Uh, doing it with a great attitude. I would say doing it and succeeding beyond what I ever thought I would. I, I tried. I just simply tried and it felt pretty good to see positive results through just making an effort. Right. Yeah. And when you think about everything that's happened, uh, is there anything at all that you would do differently or change? 
No, no. For a long time, I knew that I wanted to lie on my deathbed feeling as if I rocked every step of the way. And I have, well, sometimes I may have felt discouraged. I believe the reason for everything uh, adage uh, and like the reason for everything there's a reason for everything adage, and it kept me going. Plus, I have a great support network of some pretty amazing friends and a sister who pushed me when I was too tired to do it myself. Ah, mm-hmm. That's interesting. We, we actually didn't really talk too much about family. So your sister was there for you to support you through the journey? Yeah, absolutely. My sister was there for me, pushing me and telling me, um, and, and quite crassly at times and, 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 and brazenly too, you know, that there was nothing I can't handle, even though I was sometimes crying in my closet when I was mm-hmm. pregnant and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was really supportive and really um, encouraged me, I suppose. That's great. Mm-hmm. And what advice do you have for people who are thinking university, it just isn't for them? What would you say to make them reconsider? I would tell them that there's nothing they can't handle, that university is possible if you try. And actually anything is possible with a little effort. I would look at them straight in the eye so they knew I was serious. And I would say that the biggest barrier is them themselves. I would tell them to stop considering the what ifs and the buts of the situation. And I would tell them to go and get it and to rock it, that they can and they will do it. Wonderful. And is there anything else that you want to share um, about your experience? Oh, that's a long list that I really had to narrow down. (laughs) But um, I would say listen to positive music. Be grateful for everything, big or small. Don't compare yourself to anyone and go and get yours. Smile, fear less, eat more veggies, <laughs> eat less meat, help others succeed and step out of your element and be creative. Wow, that's spoken like a true mom. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Leanne, I just want to say thank you so much for coming in today, for taking part in this podcast and for sharing your amazing story. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was an honor. No matter what stage of learning you're at, Norquest College offers options to help you start a career, upgrade for further education, improve language skills, or prepare for employment. Health, business, community studies, hospitality, fire and safety. These are just some of the areas that Norquest College covers with its wide range of programs. So if you're looking for relevant education, an inclusive environment, and an unforgettable learning experience, Norquest College has got you covered. Check out norquest.ca for more details. Now back to our show. Before I even met Leanne, I felt like I already knew her. She's the kind of person you can see yourself becoming great friends with. Going for drinks, having some laughs, she seems super fun. And in choosing a career in PR, it really does seem like she has found her niche. I love how Leanne shared that she took her time with this degree. She really did take a long view on the process. And what amazed me about her story is her commitment to school. I mean, having two young children, that's a lot of work by itself. To add school to the mix, it's pretty remarkable. You can tell that Leanne is very passionate about her family and wants to set a good example for her kids and husband. And maybe that was part of what kept her going, that bigger vision she had for herself. Also, she found out she was really good at this PR thing. She was winning awards and getting excellent marks. It's like she'd found her calling. Leanne has this incredibly positive attitude and a real sense of gratitude for everything in her life. It reminded me that it's how we approach the challenges in life that make all the difference. And you can tell she and her husband are truly partners in this journey. It's so incredible that they both went back to school simultaneously. I also love Leanne's honesty and sharing about the times where things got overwhelming. 
and she found herself crying in her closet. I can relate, at least figuratively. I'm in two courses right now, and with work and other commitments, I'm feeling the pressure of many looming deadlines. I've been working a lot lately. Many days I get up and I'm in front of the computer for the entire day. Just a few breaks for food and maybe a short walk outside, but I'm here well into the evening. I have this huge list of things to get done each day. And while I'm working really hard to get through it, it never seems to completely get done. I'm getting close to the end of these courses, and then I get a very small break before the next round. It feels like a lot at the moment, but in talking to people like Leanne, I know it will be worth it. It keeps me inspired to push through. That's our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like the show, please give us a rating. It helps other people connect to us. You can reach me at backtoschoolagain.ca or at schoolagainpod on all the usual social channels. I'd love to hear your story. Back to School Again was recorded at the Norquest College Innovation Studio, located on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional homeland of First Nations and Métis peoples. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Norquest College, for supporting the show and to our talented technical producer, Corey Stroder. Back to School Again is proud to be affiliated with the Alberta Podcast Network. Find out more at albertapodcastnetwork.com. See you next time.